This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we still don't know how it ends, World War III, but uh, now we know how it begins. It begins with a uh, resounding standing ovation for the president of Ukraine from our elected representatives. It begins with the vice president and the Speaker of the House waving a Ukrainian flag, which is something they would never do that with an American flag. And it begins with the U.S. president saying, we will be putting boots on the ground along with our Patriot missile batteries. A very ominous and uh, frightening day in D.C. If you're, unless you're a big fan of pointless foreign wars, which we are about to enter, we will uh, tell you about uh, Zelensky's speech uh, before Congress and uh, and the reaction, which uh, scares the hell out of me. But uh, apparently uh, we're all in. We're all in. Let's get ready for a war. Let's- Are you ready for a war? Yes. Are you ready for a war? Here it comes. Uh, we got SBF touching down in New York. Uh, I'm going to guess that's the last private flight. SBF is going to be taken for a while. It is an amazing case. His beautiful, mousy little girlfriend has turned on him already. His co-founder and his girlfriend have uh, uh, said they're going to plead guilty and uh, turn on him. He is going away for a good long time as well he should. Bad news for the White House. MSNBC has noticed the disaster at the southern border. There's actually some reporters there besides Bill Malusian, and it doesn't look good. But I don't even know if they care about that, for crying out loud. We got that. We got the NFL picks. Our guy Montante join us. And Ironhead, who will uh, have his – it's week 16. And uh, he still hasn't had a winning season, a winning day, a winning weekend. But uh, maybe this will be the day. And uh, I just uh, got off Newsmax, something different. Did a mo- and I, and uh, we talked about Ironhead. And we talked about Kirk Menahan. And I, uh, I think it's going to get a little – Dicey with the Minifans after today, but we'll see. We'll get into that and lots more on today's Callahan show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You know, it might not be, might not get it by Christmas, but there's no reason you shouldn't order up some Omaha Steaks for New Year's. This is perfect. You're going to be stuck inside. It's going to be cold and crappy. And uh, you can just sit back and look at that freezer full of Omaha Steaks and burgers and uh, chicken and treats and uh Believe me, you'll be thrilled. The person you buy this for, the person you send this to will be thrilled. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every mouth-watering bite. You can order with complete confidence, knowing you're ordering the very best, and you can get a great deal. Order today, and uh, Omaha Steaks will... uh, We'll give you, what is it now? I know this changes all the time. What do we got? What do we got? 50% off, 50% off site-wide. And if you use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, at checkout, you get an extra $40 off your order. That is pretty damn good. And uh, I'm telling you, you will love it. This is uh, gifting greatness. You call Omaha Steaks. You get on omahasteaks.com. You order up. Use code word Jerry. You get a big discount. And you get some of the best steaks, some of the best burgers you will ever eat. Again, omahasteaks.com. 50% off site-wide. Promo code Jerry. An extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. No minimum order for Callahan Coffee. though. You get on callahancoffee.com. Get yourself some of the best dark roast coffee 
for this brutal winter that begins this weekend. And it doesn't look like fun. Every news channel is doing the weather, talking about grounded flights and icy streets and sub-zero temperatures. All these NFL games, by the way, are going to be in brutal, not all, but four or five of them are going to just be in brutal conditions. They're going to be half-empty stadiums, including New England, by the way, Cincinnati comes in in New England, it's going to be a, I think, what's the low on Sunday? Like 12? Ugh, ugh. I know I'll be sitting in front of the TV with my Callahan coffee and my fire going. But all right, Ironhead, you made, uh, you made Newsmax today. I just did the morning show and Rob Finnerty, he's uh, the morning host. He's excellent. He does a great job. And he uh, was a listener to uh, Dennis and Callahan and Kirk and Callahan. So he was asking about, about the show. And he said, who's Ironhead? Fair, it's a said, fair question. They said, whatever happened to Kirk Minahan, which, which made me laugh. And uh, I don't think this is going to go well though. I, I mean, I, I be honest, I had to rip into Kirk and talk about what a weasel he is. And it was, and, and, and we got into it. I told the truth. I told the truth. You know, he's used to be my friend and now, you know, I hate his guts. And hey, you're ready I have a feeling the Minna fans aren't going to like that, but uh, we'll see. You know, I've been through this before. Kirk and I have our ups and downs. We'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny. This guy, he knew, knew all about us and uh, he wants me to come on again though. And I don't know about this morning show thing. I don't I've done with morning shows. I've done my time in the morning. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you're going to get, I'm sure one of the minute fans will have the sound and they'll have some fun with it. And, uh, and you know, we'll go to war. What can I say? <laughs> war is breaking out all over the place. Uh, but we're going to get, we'll, we'll into that. Maybe we'll talk to Montante about that too, because uh, he's going to come on and give us his NFL picks. I'm fired up about this NFL weekend, even though the Patriots have done this, lots of good pennant races down the stretch. And, and uh, I just like when things get tight, when the pressure's on. I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Burrow come into come into New England in brutal temperatures, brutal conditions, and looking forward to seeing whether the Patriots can bounce back from the single most humiliating defeat in NFL history. But uh, that war will have to take a backseat because we're uh, we're heading for a real war. We're heading for a real a hot war, a world war. Hey, who knows? Maybe a nuclear war. But you know, Putin's evil. And Ukraine, we must protect democracy. I'm telling you, there's never been a bigger disconnect in my mind between the average idiot out in the street. I'm looking at you when I say that, Ironhead, and uh, permanent D.C., the swamp, the deep state, the uniparty. That this thing yesterday, and it, there were parts that I where I laughed, and we'll get to Joe Biden as usual. Our commander in chief embarrassed himself on the. Uh, on the international stage, but Zelensky, I was hoping it wouldn't go so well for Zelensky. I was hoping there'd be some, some pushback on this just blank check we're giving them and, 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 and escalation. That's the word. I mean, you want to know the definition of escalation? Watch yesterday, watch the press, watch him touch down and then, you know, give Biden gave him a hug. Biden, by the way, grabbed his arm. Did you see this? And, and wouldn't let go. And Zelensky looks down at him and go, would you stop? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, 12 year old girl here. Could you just back off buddy? And he shows up with the green sweatshirt, the, uh, you know, whatever the battle is supposed to look like he's at war, which he is. Uh, he was just at the front lines. He shows up in the sweatshirt, meets uh, Joe and, 
Jill. And then he does the press conference with Joe and it's, you got both languages and you got him talking in, in English and then in Ukraine. And it was awkward as always with Joe Biden. And then he does the state of the union address, which is what it was state of the union, state of the war. And it went well. I will say that I, was, I tweeted out that, uh, our, uh, their president, Ukrainian president, speaks better English than our president or our vice president or our major, uh, speaker of the House, and he dresses better than the slob from Pennsylvania that's about to become a U.S. senator. It's, it's disheartening in a way. I wish we had a leader who was this, uh, this good on his feet. And the speech, which is not in his first language, he did a good job. He, 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 he didn't have a teleprompter. I don't know if you notice he had notes, but he looked down occasionally and delivered some good lines and he has a good writer. I will give him that, which that's not good news. That's not, I think he did persuade some people. I did. I do think he persuaded some, some congressmen and some uh, senators and the whole time, all day I'm sitting there going, what's the goal? What's the end? See, I've said this before. I know I've said it every time we talk about Ukraine. Hell, I said it about Afghanistan. I said it about Iraq. One of the great regrets I have in my my career is supporting the Iraq war. It was it was it was insane when you look back on it. You know, shock and awe because some because fake lies about uh, weapons of mass destruction and about Saddam Hussein torturing people. And we say, Oh, we got to go in there and, you know, kill people and blow up buildings and, and, and get, you know, thousands of our servicemen killed, maimed, wounded, blinded. And now they're still, you know, every day you're watching these, uh, you know, wounded warrior or tunnels for towers commercials. That's the result of our invasion of Iraq. And what did it get us? What, what was the end game? What was the goal? I still don't know. Um, <laughs> same with Afghanistan. That should have been over in 10 weeks. We won that war in 10 weeks and we stayed for 20 years and we left in a humiliating fashion. I, I am against all pointless, endless foreign wars. Unfortunately, that's what we got right now in Ukraine. That's what we got. We don't know the goal. We don't know the end game. We don't know how it all ends. I wanted to hear that. They were asked about it. You know, they, they, they asked about, you know, do you want peace? You're going to be peace talks. And they talked about it, but there was no push. There's really no push from anybody in DC that I've heard, maybe the media, some in the media, but from senators from Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and, and, and the president, the vice president and, and the spokesman and John Kirby and KJP and none of them, None of them talks about, we really insist upon peace talks. Hell, when I mention it or tweet about it, people say, oh, sure, you have peace talks with that monster, that evil dictator. He invades a country, kills innocent people, and you want to sit down and talk? Yeah, I do. That's how war works. That's how war ends. Unless you think Ukraine is going to just win and Putin's going to surrender. And then we're all going to say, gee, see that it was worth it. Look at this video. If you, if you're watching along with us, this is obscene. These are people, Kamala Harris and uh, and Nancy Pelosi, who are much more enthusiastic, much more supportive of Ukraine than they are of America. These people, you would never see these two waving an American flag. And yet there they are proudly waving the Ukrainian flag on uh, on the uh, the floor of the house in front of the in front of the world, kissing 
This is a woman that tore up the speech that Donald Trump gave in disgust, gave her this really disgusted look as her teeth are falling out and she's her, her buzz is wearing off and she tore that thing up in defiance of our president. This is their president, a guy who's got his own <laughs> scandals, God knows, but she doesn't care. She loves him. They don't care. It's just, just give him everything. And here's what triggers me. What did Joe Biden say? We'll get to his comments. We'll get, to, and you can, you can. I think it's easier to interpret Zelensky when he's speaking in Ukrainian than it is interpret Joe Biden when he's trying to speak in English. But here's what what I hate more than anything: quote, as long as it takes, unquote. That that should be that should be forbidden. That should be like the way in this country, you know, we we forbid people from questioning the vaccine or questioning Fauci or, 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 or saying men are men and women are women. There's only two genders, you know, things like that, where you're not allowed to say, you should not be allowed to say if you're president, if you're a Senator or a Congressman, as long as it takes, what the hell does that mean? What does, as long as that, that'd be my question. They'd never call on me, but cause he had a little list. He's like, Oh, say from uh, AP. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, they give him a list. He asked, you know, answered three or four questions. My question is, what does as long as it takes mean? That's the definition of an endless, pointless foreign war, as long as it takes. So we've given them $100 billion, more than $100 billion with the latest package, $45 billion. That wasn't enough. Yesterday, Joe Biden announced an extra $1.8 billion. So $47 billion in one day. It's been 10 months, I believe exactly 10 months, or maybe it's uh, uh, tomorrow or whatever. It's been 10 months. We've given $100 billion in 10 months. The entire military budget of the country of Russia, the one we're fighting, $65 billion a year. We've given much, much more. For, and, and you can put that chart up. I think I sent it to you. The, uh, the money spent for all the allies, you know, all the NATO countries and other allies. Nobody in Europe is kicking in. Nobody, not in any great number. Just us. Uncle Sap is funding this war, which raises all kinds of questions. Why? Why are Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell and the rest of these swamp creatures so committed, so invested in Ukraine? If you asked me about this a year or two years ago, I'd say, yeah, I mean, obviously Biden's connected. They gave his son millions of dollars, his crackhead son, and Biden forced him to fire the prosecutor who was going to uh, prosecute Burisma, the corrupt company that was giving his son millions of dollars. So clearly the Biden family is compromised. Clearly they got some real, they got a real stake in this, but somebody, somebody has to explain to me what, what's the excuse for everyone else for McConnell and, and, and Lindsey Graham and, 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 you know, Bernie Sanders and Liz Warren. Why is everybody in Washington so committed to another endless foreign war. Let's get to, uh, let's get to, well, I don't know if we have Joe Biden actually saying this. <laughs> we'll get to Joe Biden's message to Ukraine and the world. But this kind of just slipped through yesterday. We are sending Patriot missile batteries. That's the best anti-missile uh, defense system in the world, I think. My father worked at Raytheon. He worked uh uh, he, he was very proud of the Patriot uh, missile, Patriot missile, the Patriot system. He was very proud when it worked in Iraq, and now it is and is, is worked. Uh, I think 
for Israel. He, he would be proud today if he were around that we're sending it to Ukraine, which is fine. You know, it's, it works. It's, it's, uh, you know what, you know, what goes with the Patriot missile battery Ironhead? Do you know what we send? It's not just like a FedEx package with just the Patriot missile, but Patriot missiles and all the little parts to assemble. Do you know what goes with them? Um, the lives of young men and women. Correct. Good guess, Ironhead. Boy, what are you on a roll? You made you got mentioned on Newsmax today. You're going to go four and zero in your NFL picks this week. I could feel it, <laughs> and that is correct. It just went by. I mean, Biden said it. The media was sitting there, and I'm going, "Can anyone follow up on that? How many U.S. personnel are they? Army? Are they Marines? Are they Raytheon? Are they uh, just civilian contractors?" Is this his announcement? He says, today I'm announcing the next tranche of security assistance. You think Joe Biden, quick question. You think he knows what tranche means? No. <laughs> Does he ever even see his tweets, let alone write them? I don't know what it means either, though, to be fair. A one point, I would never use it. It's a stupid word. Anyway, a $1.85 billion package that includes equipment and ammunition contracts and a Patriot missile battery that we will train forces to operate as part of our, of our efforts to strengthen Ukrainian air defense. That means Americans on the ground. You can call them advisors or contractors. That's what, I believe that's what Kennedy called them in Vietnam and LBJ called them in Vietnam. Just some advisors, that's all. I can't imagine we'll have troops going in there after, you know, one of the Americans gets killed gets killed and they say, Oh, it's a, he was whatever. He'd say, yeah, it hit missile shrapnel by accident, whatever. An America's going to die. And then what? And then what this, you know, they'll, they'll rally the whole country and say, Oh, they killed our guy and let's go in there. And I, I, I cannot believe Americans forget, you know, permanent Washington, the people who are making money or defense contractors or, or the defense contractors get the money and then give it to politicians. You know, that's the whole, money laundering equation here, just average Americans. I mean, do you know anyone who's sitting there who's saying, oh, Putin's so bad, let's go, let's send the Marines. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody in their right mind. But uh, uh, Joe Biden made it clear, made it clear that we're sending billions more. Uh, you know, we pay, we pay for all the bureaucrats in the, in the Zelensky administration. We pay their health care costs. We pay off their debt. Because, you know, we don't have any debt here to worry about. And now we're sending Patriot missiles and the people who know how to operate them. That's called an escalation. Oh, by the way, I was just reading. I don't even know if you have this or if I send it to you. Just reading uh, Russia's uh, reaction to this. Not that that matters, but uh, what is uh, uh, a uh, Russia warned Thursday that it would be a, quote, fatal mistake to send the Patriot missiles to uh, Ukraine. So according to Russia, uh, this is, uh, is this the spokesman for, um, for Putin? All the, ended up in the dustbin. Uh, he's talking all the allies of the United States ended up very badly being on the sidelines or in the dustbin of history. This is a deputy for, uh, for Putin named, uh, Belk. Boot. <laughs> <laughs> Boot. Yeah. Well, Boot's in Ukraine, I believe. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a, it is a fatal mistake. They're, they they consider this, this is, yeah, Zelensky said, quote, 
Ukraine will never surrender. So if they never surrender and they never have peace talks, what's the alternative? Hundreds of thousands more dead, destruction, and, and we're supporting it. This is what the president should have done. And I realize he's not even, he doesn't even know what's going on, but this is what, you know, Barack Obama and Susan Rice and Ron Klain and the rest should have done. They should have said, first thing, first thing, we must sit down. We must have talks. We demand you sit down, Putin. We demand you find this neutral country. We set it up. We sit down around the table and we end this. Why is that so hard? Just for the money, if nothing else, let's stop. I mean, it's cost us a hundred billion already. I realize that Hunter's making money and Mitch McConnell and they're all, everyone's making money, but let them find another grift. This is this one's costing too many lives. But uh, what do we got from uh, Zelensky? The whole thing was how long was it? Uh, Thirty-two minutes, where he said. He had a couple of one-liners, zingers. This, I have one right here. Um, this is when he was explaining that he doesn't have enough artillery, and everyone thought he was joking, oh and they laughed. We says we, we've given a lot. He's very grateful, but it's not enough. And they laughed because they think he's the, they think he's joking. The biggest ingrate in the history of the world: a hundred billion dollars, all kinds of missiles and weapons, and he comes to the U.S. to say it's not enough. Uh, try to find that graph showing how uh, I'll find it uh, showing how much we've spent versus all our allies, the people right near Ukraine, right near Russia. Don't give anything. Just us, just uncle sap, you know, 8,000, 5,000 miles away, whatever it is. Go ahead. Let's listen to this. And keep in mind, he's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a performer. He once played piano with his penis on live TV. That's the guy where it's not Winston Churchill. I'm sorry. It's not, but, you know, he, he did a he did a decent job yesterday. Let's listen. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> they laugh at him. <laughs> not enough. I'm sorry. If you think that's not enough, there's another time, another day, another time for that. When you're sitting there and front of the country, in front of the world, your first goal, objective should be make them believe that I'm grateful. Make them believe we really appreciate it. I know we did that occasionally, uh, said thank you and all that, but he said, it's not charity, it's an investment. That's what all politicians say, by the way, when they spend a lot of money, it's an investment. Uh, uh, they, said, they also did cover the important things when they met yesterday. Uh, Biden explained to him that he was time man of the year. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I, did. I had to look it up because I remember, uh, you know, there was a bunch of candidates and Musk obviously should have won, but he won last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's good. That's a good point. People are dying. The, they're, you know, the, the war is raging and he's sitting in front of the fire in his fatigues. I guess you call those fatigues. It's all really theater. It's all theater at this point. He shows up like he just walked out of the battlefield from like four minutes ago. He doesn't have a, a, a suit. I, I honestly thought he was going to put on a suit and tie. And and you know what? I, I think people are too distracted by that. You know, he's wearing his fatigues and people, why, why didn't he dress up? He's talking to Congress. And then he's, <laughs> he's talking about escalating the war. And I'm saying, forget that the outfit. Forget the outfit. Let's well, no, it's just all, it's here. all theater though. He is a good performer. Again, I mean, that speech, it worked. Unfortunately, it worked. Do you have the sound where he told me he won man of the year? Yeah, right here. Kremlin, 
and uh, will support Ukraine pursuing a just peace. President Zelensky of the United States stands with the brave people in Ukraine. We stand with you. You've been a great leader. And by the way, we have a famous thing that occurs once a year. We pick the man of the year in Time magazine. You are the man of the year in, in, this, in the United States of America. And so welcome. We have a lot to talk about. He didn't even care. <laughs> He's like, what? And what did it money? Must be, it must be just difficult for any world leader to sit down with this dementia patient and think, He's a leader of the free world. They elected this buffoon who wrongfully believe you might, you might, they, they might be able to make might right. And they're not able to do it. That's, that's him talking to the, I think he was asked his message for uh, Ukrainian people. Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't, he, he is reading. This is him looking down, reading. He's not thinking off the cuff. He's not speaking from the heart. He's reading. Play it again. <laughs> Who wrongfully believe you might, you might, they, they might be able to make might right, and they're not able to do it. <laughs> That's the inspirational message from our president. <laughs> might right, right. Meanwhile, right. his old brain that's still, you know, in there, that a few cells that are from back in the day that works are just the, the Braveheart quote. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's do this. It, uh, I'm serious. That's all I could, was going through my head watching this is, uh, are you ready for a war? Are you ready for a war? This felt like a beginning. I don't know how it ends, but it doesn't end uh, quietly, peacefully. When If this were a movie and, you know, everything, everything is, I, I compare everything to movies, you know, I don't know why. Just movies come pop into my head when I watch these scenes, when I watch this performance, as you put it. Uh, by the way, you, you want to do some, find the, find the, uh, video of, uh, Zelensky playing the piano with his penis. It's real. <laughs> it's out there. Okay. And he ask you, you know, the guy is a man of multi, a lot of talents. He's a dancer, a comedian. He's a warmonger. He's a money launderer. He's a speaker. He's a head of state. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't laugh when he looked over at Biden and Biden started babbling about the time man of the year that takes discipline. That takes discipline. But uh, if this were a movie, the scene, he would give the speech that show the standing ovations. He would, he would have those, you know, inspirational punchlines. And then behind him, the speaker of the house and the vice president start waving the flag and everyone stands up and cheers. That's a scene from a movie, right? A big scene, a, you know, a Braveheart scene, the Patriot, something, you know, a, a gladiator. You know what the next scene would be? Tanks coming over a hill heading to the front lines or troops running to the battle like in Braveheart or the Patriot. That would be the next scene. Why do people think that's not the next step in the plan? Why do you not think in permanent Washington they're planning right now how many troops to put on the ground, where to put them on the ground, what weapons to use, where to, where to you know, fight to confront the Russians? Why do people think this is just... You know, diplomacy, not diplomacy. Why do we, they think it's just, you know, supporting, picking sides. It's not, it's escalating. This is the definition of escalating and it's frightening. And I'm, I'm too old for the draft and it still frightens me. You, on the other hand, I don't know, Ironhead, you might. I'm right on the fringe, I think. Uh, you know what? It's this, this war could get so big. They'll be drafting hell. Ukrainians are uh, drafting 65 year olds and 15 year olds and, and uh, I know you're not supposed to say this, but there's lots of uh, 
So lots of questions about Zelensky's motives. I mean, Zelensky, they talk about protecting democracy. And then you read about him shutting down media outlets that criticized him or shutting down the opposition party or churches. And, and you say, is this really democracy we're protecting? Or is this something else? Some Is this the, whatever, the money laundering operation? Is this just driven by the defense contractors? Is this, is this, is this, like, you should have done this before leaving Washington. You should have, you know, gone to, you know, some, some piano bar with, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of them showed his real talents. Here he is uh, before he became a, a war here before he became Churchill. He was, yeah, you know, before, Weird Al Yankovic before that. And he still had suits back then. That's true. He looks, he can dress up nice. He shaved, put on a suit. Mm. And I don't know if he has pants on because he has to. I don't think he has so. to let it breathe, but go ahead, play it. It's a president of a country. Man of many talents. Do you think Joe Biden could do that? (laughs) He could do it with his drool spittle, maybe. Hunter Hunter could do that. We know that. (laughs) Uh, Here it is. This is a chart. I don't know what the, the, this is military aid um, from, to Ukraine. It's old. This is uh, from November before we committed so much more, but. It, uh, this might be direct military aid. U.S. 18.5 million. Germany, 2 million. U.K., 1.9 2 million, billion. 1.9 billion. Poland, 1.8 billion. So Poland's on the border. They've already been hit by a stray missile. They contribute 1.8 billion. We contribute 18.5 billion. Canada, 0.9 billion. France, 0.47 billion. That's, that's 470 million. It's nothing. Italy, 0.3 billion. Sweden, right again, right close by a NATO ally now, 0.39 billion. Nobody gives anything except us. And and nobody can explain to me why us. Tell me what, tell me one American who doesn't work for Raytheon or Lockheed Martin who benefits from this. How does it improve the life of one American? Anybody? Anybody on the uh, on the, on the comment line? Anybody? How does it improve the life of a single American, particularly when you've got so many troubles and issues and problems in this country? It felt, you said it felt like a performance yesterday. It felt like theater. It felt like a movie. It felt like everybody was playing to the cameras. But somewhere right now in whatever, Camp you know, Fort Dix, Camp Lejeune, somewhere in Paris Island, some young Marine is training and uh, Joe Biden is planning on sending him. Are you ready for a war? Are you ready for a war? Don, sending him to the Donbass region to fight for the uh, sovereignty of, of Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And all, everyone in Ross, Washington is cheering it on. Pardon me if I didn't get uh, all enthusiastic for the yesterday watching this performance. It scared me. There it is. There's your picture. That is the beginning right there. That is the beginning. I don't know the end. Nobody does, but it ain't, not, it ain't good. 
And none of these people, this none of this old hag on the right or this empty head on the left, they don't care. They don't have any anything at stake here. They have any children that are going to be going to the front lines. They don't care. I mean, as somebody pointed out, Nancy Pelosi's home district is a disaster. It's homelessness, crime. It's a mess. It's filthy. San Francisco has been destroyed. She doesn't care. She probably doesn't even go there except when her husband, you know, gets beaten by his friend with a hammer. That's the only reason she ever goes home. (laughs) She's, she's Washington. She bought a big mansion in Florida. She doesn't care about San Francisco. She cares about Kiev. Bizarre, bizarre and insane. All right, let's get to SBF because, you know, while, while the uh, Ukraine story, the performance yesterday and everything, uh, why that was depressing me. That was that, 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 concerned me. I don't feel good about that. This I feel good about because it looks like SPF there. He is going away for a good long while. And uh, if you missed it, I think this broke, broke last night, right? It broke kind of late. If you, if you missed it, uh, the mousy girlfriend, you know, Caroline, uh, what's her name? Ellie Ellison. Caroline Ellison is turning. She's rat. She's going, <laughs> she's turning on uh, her boyfriend, uh, SBF, the tussle haired scumbag who ripped off more than a million people, stole billions, stole the pension fund from some teachers union up in, in New York uh, and stole from many, many, many people who trusted him. Their mistake. I understand. You look at him and you wonder how anybody could trust him. Good question. But they did. That's beside the get past that. They made investments thinking that, you know, it was a wise use of their money and he stole their money. And he uh, did not waive extradition initially. They put him in a Bahamian prison. Uh, he <laughs> took him one day with the rats, real rats and maggots and the bucket they use for a bathroom and his six bunk mates, cellmates took him a day to say, I got to get out of here. Waived extradition landed in New York last night, I believe. Uh, and will and was taken, taken off the plane in handcuffs. It was good to see. And then we found out his girlfriend, the, the hideous little mouse, uh, Caroline Ellison and his partner co-founder both agreed to testify against him. He is screwed. I tweeted this out last night. There's a great thread. I mean, I think all you need to know, we've mentioned a few times, I think his name is John Ray, the new CEO of, of FTX. He was the guy that took over Enron on that scandal. So he's been through this before. And he talked about how complicated things were in Enron and how it was very intricate scheme. He said, this is nothing like that. These people, they were just stealing. They were just robbing people. There was nothing complex about it. Don't listen to F uh, to SBF's friends. He's got a lot of friends in the media. He bought them. He's got a lot of famous friends. He bought them. He's got a lot of Democrat politicians who support him. He bought them. They're all whores that they, 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 they can't be trusted any more than he can. But there was this, uh, before we get to some of his uh, enablers, there was this awesome thread last night, just as he was getting busted. I think this thing was, uh, yeah. This, yeah, so this was, boy, I stayed up later than I thought. This thing dropped at 11 p.m. It's from a uh, business uh, Twitter account called Compound 248. It does business things and, you know, analyzes business and stocks. And, um, and, and they tweeted 11 o'clock last night. We just discovered Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang turned on SBF. 
ratting him out to the feds. The SEC's civil complaint is built on their participation. It gives us a first insider account of the FTX disaster. And he goes through it. And here's the first, first takeaway. SBF lied. Wang, his partner, built a backdoor to FTX for Alameda to sweep funds. Cal, uh, Caroline ran Alameda. Alameda is the, the hedge fund, I believe, that they set up and stole from. Sam invested in real estate, politicians, and venture capital. Uh, Caroline says Sam directed her to take customers' funds from the X, FTX exchange for the made-up FTT Shitcoin, that's the word he uses. This directly contradicts Sam's repeated I didn't know statements. So the testimony, so we've heard uh, Sam, because he did all his interviews, uh, when, you know, he was in the Bahamas and he was kind of, I didn't know, I just, things got away from me. He was lying the whole time. We know that now. And and we have the receipts here. On, on May 2022, the shit hits the fan. Despite already having borrowed billions and billions from FTX customers, um, Alameda couldn't fulfill its borrow obligations. Sam ordered Caroline to take even more customer money. This is all in writing, by the way. This is all in black and white. Uh, the violations peaked in 2022, but began years ago from the start of FTX. This wasn't a recent accident. It was a multi-year fraud. This company's only three years old. And they were stealing the entire time. Uh, Sam and his partner, Gary, owned 100% of Alameda and uh, used it. He owned not, Sam owned 90% of it. They had, it says Alameda has no clients. All the money is Sam's stolen, fair and square. They, had, <laughs> they just stole all their customer money and lost it. Sam was always in control, even after naming Caroline CEO. He remained in absolute control. Uh, he is Alameda. So when you read it, he controlled everything Alameda did, which was stealing, <laughs> stealing. Uh, and it goes through chapter and verse of all the scams he ran. And they're not complicated. Even a moron like me can under, you know, I don't understand crypto, but this is really simple. He stole from millions of people. And if his, if he, if he has one thing going for him, one, is that he bought politicians. He bought Maxine Waters. He bought Joe Biden. He bought Jake Auchincloss, who we told you about yesterday, who refuses to give the money back. The, he, he gave stolen money to Jake Auchincloss, the uh, disgraced U.S. congressman from Massachusetts. And Auchincloss says, no, he's not giving it back. He goes, what am I supposed to do, send it to a Bahamian prison? I mean, no, idiot. It's not... That's not his money. He stole it. You can read this thread if you'd like, uh, Jake. He stole it. He gave it to you. You don't give it back to him. You give it to the, <laughs> to the guy trying to make, give it to John Ray. You give it to the, to the investigators who are trying to make some of the customers whole again. But you're, when you read this, good luck. I mean, they got the real estate. But other than that, it's all gone. He, he lost it. And uh, this just last night, um, the, the, uh, what is this guy? He's the uh, investigator from the Southern district of New York. Yes. Uh, talked about Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang flipping. They both pled guilty already. <laughs> He's already pled guilty. You know what? 
you can't trust these couples, these famous, beautiful couples, Tom and Giselle, you know, we knew that wasn't going to last. They're two, you know, two beautiful people. These two beautiful, I mean, how, this, how do you expect to keep this, uh, this beautiful woman in, uh, on your side? I don't know how well, she walks down the sidewalk in New York City. That's true. She's in, she was there the other day. Remember they caught her in a coffee shop right around the corner negotiating. And you know what? I don't know how much time she's going to get, but uh, SPF is going to be an old man when he uh, gets out. And, you know, that's good. But, you know, here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want to forget that there were many, many co-conspirators. I don't want to forget that he gave 5.2 million to Joe Biden. He gave millions, millions to, to, Democrat politicians, and we mentioned yesterday, I believe he gave a million to Beto O'Rourke and gave it back. Give it back. He gave 5,800 to Jake Oakenclaus. He refused to give it back. He also bought people. See, no one, as simple as this, no one would have trusted SPF if he was on his own. They would have looked at him and said, that creep is up to no good. He can't even look me in the eye. So they brought he's her in, dirty, obviously, for the eye T-shirts and his man boobs and his gym shorts, and he's looking at the ground. Uh, he needed help. He needed to prop up his image. He needed a veil of credibility, and he got it from politicians, celebrities, and media people. He bought media people, reporters. He paid money to the to the you know at, what was it Axios, New York Times, Semaphore, but the people. Uh, and, and they should all be asked about this. Tom Brady should be asked about this today. He should be asked about it Monday when he does his podcast with Jim Gray. Uh, uh, you know what? If I were on the radio and Kirk and I were there, we would ask him and he would, and he, 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 you have to Kevin O'Leary, Shaq, uh, Steph Curry, uh, Bill Clinton, all the celebrities that he bought, they should all be asked about it because he couldn't have done this without them. And the one that drives me the craziest, I admit, I hate this guy, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, still defending him. This was how long? A couple of weeks ago? Yeah. We pretty much knew the scam was up. The, the jig was up. We, we knew he'd stolen billions from millions. And we knew he was a liar and a fraud. We heard it from the CEO who took the company over. This guy, John Ray, I think his name, John Ray, I'll check it. But this was a couple of weeks ago, Kevin O'Leary, who again took 15 million from SPF and should give back every nickel. And until he does, he should be hounded. He should be hounded about this. Well, how can you keep that money? It's like keeping money that a bank robber gave you. You know, saying here, you know, is he, he like, like dog day afternoon when Al Pacino throws us, robs the bank and then throws the money out to the crowd and they all grab it. That's not your money. That belongs to the bank and their customers. This isn't your money, Kevin O'Leary, you snake. Let's listen as he's asked about uh, SBF a couple of weeks ago after we know what kind of person, what kind of thief SBF was. Go ahead. If SBF knocked on your door again and said, look, I failed in my last venture. Uh, I have a new crypto venture. I need money. Would you back him? He was one of the most brilliant traders in the crypto universe. He also built one of the most robust platforms. We used FTX actively. It was a very robust platform. Would you back him? The answer would be yes. <laughs> Can you imagine being one of the million victims who got robbed by this snake? And you have to hear that. 
<laughs> a guy who took 15 million to, to prop him up essentially to, to, put perfume on the pig and, and he still says he would back him. He won't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't give him a nickel, but uh, I just hope at least partially he was paid in crypto. I was hoping he was paid in, in FTT shit coins, as the guy said. All right. Well, we'll be following that looking forward to the day that uh, this tussle haired scumbag gets taken away in chains as he should be. All right. Uh, let's move. Let's do Shea and then get to uh, Matate. What do you say? Um, do you want to play this quick MSNBC clip real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. But this, this is why bad news for the uh, Biden administration is, you know, obviously Fox News has been covering the border and doing an amazing job. This Bill Malusian is a great reporter. They got drone cameras and they get it's just night vision things, you know, the night vision video where you could see these hordes of people coming over the border untouched, just invading our country. And it's going to get worse because Joe Biden invited them. But uh, Bad news for Biden that the rest of the media, you know, the guys who are generally in his back pocket, they're noticing this is an, is this an actual MSNBC reporter? Yep. This is amazing. This is, if you lose MSNBC, if you're Joe Biden, you've lost the battle. Go ahead. It is not that simple. It's not just that people are walking uh, across uh, across the border. We were even able to see, as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing. And migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. Insane. That's MSNBC. This is his house organ. And they have not only do they say they're walking in, they showed it. It's going to get worse. People they've realized, and you know, they have some shred, still have a shred of dignity, professional dignity. They say, we realize we're in the tank for the Biden regime, but we got to cover this. This is important. And that's, that's not important to Joe Biden. That's not the border. Again, I'll, I'll, you know, I should repeat this in this big omnibus pork barrel uh, uh, bill, spending bill is millions, millions. I think it's 400 million. Let me get the number. Uh, 410 million for border security of Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. There's money in this bill, millions for border security of Tunisia, but not for Texas. In fact, it expressly forbids them to use the money to secure the border. It is part of the plan. This invasion is not just enabled. It is designed by the Biden team. They want it. And the people, you know, of Texas and beyond are paying for it. It's scandalous. And hopefully now that the mainstream media, now that the media wing of the Biden regime is covering it, people will take notice. All right, let's move. Let's get to Shea and then get to Montante. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete 
or get on shakeconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at shakeconcrete.com. Good morning. He is our favorite degenerate gambler. Uh, and he's a pretty good gambler, by the way. Pretty good, pretty good. You don't, you uh, don't, all the money you get from selling stolen copper, you don't blow it That's, all. Do you? Well, uh, listen, let's, let's take it easy on that. The uh, people are always listening. Uh, one of my associates just got popped. So um, anyway, I'm getting cold gambling right in time for holiday season. So that's, that's not what you look for, Jer. And Lord knows I'm not saving the money I win. So you still have a great week. record. You're, you've beaten, you're ahead of uh, Ironhead by like 73 games uh, with uh, what, <laughs> three weeks to go. I've had a better two weeks, so that's for sure. <laughs> this this is a good weekend. You know, it's going to be so bad. The weather's going to be so bad, so cold, icy, miserable. But there are some good games on for the next, for, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I think. What's Monday night? I forget. But Saturday is going to be good. I know Cincinnati it's coming into England. That's a good one. But um, I had a question for you. Jacksonville at New York. That's our first game, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Jets are favored, but Jacksonville is on a roll. Yes, they are. Uh, That's the rat line. Be, uh, the uh, Jaguars have won four of six, and in that time, Trevor Lawrence has 14 touchdowns, one pick. He's a good NFL quarterback. They won big in the clutch win. Uh, was it overtime? Yeah, it was an overtime. They won. Dallas. That yes. was an overtime, right? It was, it was, it was a Jerry. It was a Jerry. It was a Jerry's. Ah, they won forty to thirty-four. Um, yes, I don't it was know overtime. It was pick or they yeah. bounced up and they they won it on a pick six. But they've kind of become a fun team. The Jaguars. You have Zach Wilson, the quarterback, still, right? Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not good, Jerry. I don't know what to tell you. He's not great. So, who are you picking? Uh, so Craig mentioned it earlier. If you look at this, if you have an ounce of you know knowledge about football, you look at this line and you go, this is the easiest game of the week. And it, it, it looks like it should be. I mean, the momentum right now, we're just polar opposites. My jets are trending down. We should have Trevor Lawrence. That's a whole different story. We don't have Trevor Lawrence. We have Zach Wilson. Um, so it's just too obvious. It is a rat line and there are stats to back it up. The home team in this matchup is four zero against the spread. The last four meetings, the jets are five and one against the spread uh, coming off a loss the last six and the jets. Oh, the Jags are two, eight and one against the spread the last 11 road games. So I'm going to ignore the rat line. I'll go with the numbers. I'll go with my jets uh, and, and I'll, I'll hold my nose. I'll take the jets minus two. It's at minus two now. Two. Jags. Okay. I'm going with yep. the Jaguars. The Jaguars are getting two points. And they are on a roll. They just beat Dallas. They're 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 a good team right now, a playoff contender. Uh, and and Trevor Lawrence is a good NFL quarterback, and Zach Wilson is not. Uh, but let's uh, let's hear what Ironhead has yeah, to this say. Is the, I, is this is the biggest trend of the game. I anytime I've bet on Jacksonville, it's bit me in the ass. I think oh, no. Trevor Lawrence stinks and is highly overrated. So I am going with the Jets. <laughs> oh good, oh good. All right, let's get to two the, scores. The they're going to win by two scores. I don't. I don't know why I'm so excited. I love watching Cincinnati play. I love watching Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. It's a fun team. They're at New England, favored by three and a half. I have, if the weather's going to be like 10 degrees or something, I don't know, 20 degrees, raining, icy. It's going to be brutal. I I, I want to know this, Montante. You study this stuff. How much weight do you put into the last play we saw from the New England Patriots, which happens to be oh. 
the most humiliating play, the most humiliating loss in the history of the National Football League. It looks like something that if you were looking at a normal team that didn't have the, you know, the best coach of all time, you would say that will leave a mark that will do permanent damage. It's it's it would it would turn a team into the Falcons after this 28 to three debacle in the Super Bowl where you never recover. Sometimes you just don't recover from things. Is this one of those things? Yeah, I mean, I wrote it down, and I know we're on Newsmax, so no cursing. You know, we're going to be professional here. But it's the first ever sports play I pleasured myself to. It was this, 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 uh, this, this was heaven. This was beautiful. I loved everything about it. That's an absolute soul-crushing play. If the Pats can not lose this game by more than double digits, hats off to them. They're a tougher team than I think. But Cincinnati's getting hot at the right time. The number came down a teeny bit, so we're getting Cincinnati minus three. That's the side I'll be on. Um, I, I just, if, like I said, if Bill Belichick can, you know, keep this game even remotely close, he's a way better coach than even we all give him credit for. That's so a good point. That's, that doesn't feel like this is a, a test, uh, for, for Belichick. Uh, if he, I mean, if they do indeed circle the drain after that game, oh. and then all his decisions, you know, whether it's Mac Jones or it's, it's Patricia or whatever, all his decisions become are under the microscope. And he really does have people doubting him for the first time in a long time. We'll see. Go ahead, Ironhead. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Oh, good. Um, everyone's going to think they're not going to try, including the Bengals. And uh, it's just going to try. What does that mean? No, no. They're going to think the Patriots. They're going to think the Patriots. Yeah, they're giving up. They want a better draft pick. But no, Belichick doesn't do that. Oh, sure. That's just what the The guys on the field are trying not to, you know, get hurt for their for their lives. But they're not going to try. They're not going to try. Interesting take. They're not going to try. That's that's the method. That's the method. Uh, you know, this is, he actually gambles and he actually cares about this. Stuff. Not on football that's analysis. The Patriots aren't going to try. Gambling on football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Jay, are you going to pick a side of this game, or are you just going to be blown away by Craig's? Uh, <laughs> I, picked, I picked the Bengals. I picked. Uh, yeah, I, I missed. I don't know. Patriots by uh, three touchdowns. Uh, you're picking the base by three touchdowns. I am picking the Bengals. All right. All right Green Bay at Minnesota. Go ahead, Montante. So Miami, that was a, by the way, we were promised a snow game last week and we kind of got it towards the end, but did you, I've never seen anything like that where people in Philadelphia get a bad rep for being, you know, you know, jerks or however you want to say it without cursing. But these, my, these Buffalo fans were pelting players with anyway. Yeah. Uh, with yeah snow, that was true. wild. That was wild to see. Miami didn't get crushed. Like a lot of people thought they would. Um, and right now, it's just going to come down to me. Very simple. Aaron Rodgers versus Tua. It, I, I, three and a half. Give me three and a half points. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me the team who's a slightly hotter, who are not officially dead out of the playoffs yet. I think they probably win this game. But you give me a number like three and a half getting, I'm going to take the better quarterback. And I'm going to take the better number. And we'll yeah. see how it goes. He looked really good the other night, Rodgers. He looked like his old self. But uh, I'm going with the desperation move here. Miami's lost three games in a row, I believe. They're desperate. They're at home. Uh, they have to win. Both teams have to win, obviously. But um, I'm going to go with the home team. And uh, uh, I'm going to go with Tua. What can I say? Ironhead? See, I, I want to bet Aaron Rodgers. I really do. But uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, that's a good setup for you, Jerry. I'm going to switch to Miami. No oh, good. <laughs> no, that's no, that's yeah, good. You're on Miami. Yeah, I'm on Miami. Minus Will both teams be trying, or give me the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say both teams weren't trying. I said since he's going to think they're not going to try. 
Oh, but they're yeah. gonna get smacked. Sure. Go back, go back and listen. I said they're gonna think Belichick's gonna neither, take it neither off. Neither one of the draft sounds intelligent, pick. but I'll take your word on it. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Just picture, I don't know, David Andrews and uh, and uh, you know Matthew. Dude, G. you want you want to you want to compare records? You want to compare records? Last two weeks, Montante. <laughs> Oh, let's keep on. We're, we're, up, we're on a 56 minute uh, time clock here, so let's keep it tight here, Craig. We don't we're at 56 right now. Dallas, uh, this is not Monday night. Monday night is uh, what? Chargers, Indy. Yeah, mm. God, I hate Indy games, Colts games. Oh, suck. they're terrible. Even when they're kind of good, they're boring. Southern night, Tampa at Arizona. I'm getting kind of sick of Tampa, too. <laughs> I think we all are, <laughs> you know, yeah. Even though it's historic, getting to watch the final days of Tom Brady's incredible career. Tampa at Arizona, you can flex that out. Tom Brady versus uh, the Trace McSorley. What a matchup! <laughs> that Sunday night, Christmas <laughs> night. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching. It's a wonderful life. What am I looking for? Philly, Dallas, right? Yeah. Dallas at home, at giving Dallas, five. I have Dallas minus one point five. What? What? Minus five. No, mine. Well, I'm looking right here at the uh, sporting news. They wouldn't tell me wrong, but you're right. I have it written down uh, 4.5. Is it five? Yeah. So it's actually moved, it's moved up to five now. Wow. It's still within a touchdown, so it's not a bad number if you like Dallas. Does okay, what do you like? Uh so like I predicted week one, you guys mocked me. I predict Philadelphia going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I still like this uh, Philly team a lot. I would be a little concerned with this injury uh, with Jalen Hurts. Now, I love Gardner Minshew. He's probably a top four backup quarterback, but his skill set's going to be slightly different than Hurts, and they're kind of predicated on the run. So mm-hmm. although we like the mustache, we like his little swagger, Dallas coming off a, a tough loss where defense looked awful, uh, I think it's going to be a tough spot here for Gardner. I'm going to lay the five points with Dallas, and I think this one's won pretty easily. We don't know it's Gardner Minshew yet, do we? I mean, yes. nah, I got, oh, com- I got confirmation. You got connections. Uh, Gardner Minshew gave one of the uh, eulogies at Mike Lynch's funeral. Very emotional, but he looked like a freak. Man, his hair is. Any really relation tall. to Mike to uh, to Mr. Leach? Who's Mike Lynch? Mike Leach. Did I say Lynch? Leach. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, Leach. Mike Leach. Did you hear my Mike Leach story the other day, Montante? We uh, what he, he called in and was taking a piss. Yes. yes. <laughs> While you're talking, you clear as day. You could hear the water. He was taking a leak. <laughs> we just we laughed so hard, but I'm I'm with you. I'm going with the Cowboys. I don't, you know. I assume either you got a banged up Jalen Hurts or you got Garda Minshew. The Cowboys have won the last four home meetings against the Eagles on Tate, including the last three, which were blowouts. And they're desperate. They need this. They're home. That. Philadelphia. At some point, Philadelphia is going to have a little lull because they're all folk looking toward the. The postseason. This could be it. I'm with Dallas. How about you, Ironhead? Uh, I'm going with Dallas also. Uh, last week, they, they're on an every other week schedule. One week, they look like the worst team you've ever seen in your life. The, the week after, they look like they can't be beat, and they're on that schedule now. So that's how I'm picking them. So Jerry and I have some pretty good numbers, but nothing's going up against the stats that Ironhead has. Every other week, some teams aren't trying. That's not what I, I mean, said, you I, dumbass. I said <laughs> they're going to think they're going to take whoa, the week whoa. off. You can say ass. Well, you think this, you think this is HBO after dark? Let's watch our language. <laughs> here. But, um, 15 uh, I, I, weeks. I a, yeah. He has yet to have, pick four games. 15 weeks. He has yet to have a winning record. That it would be disappointing team. if he did at this point. Yeah, well, that's true. true. Keep the streak going here. So right everyone, now. everyone close your eyes for this week because it's happening. All right. All right, Montante. Thanks, brother. Merry Christmas. Take care. Merry Christmas to you. My friend, I wonder if he does play the Santa. He's got the beard going. I wonder if he, he looks like he could play Santa. So do you, Ironhead. I know. I, I look like a Chris Kringle right now. 
That's true. Here. You could do that. You could uh, pull that off. Although he was a little, <laughs> he was a little quite as a little, a little svelter. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to go. We got to wrap this up. That was a good show though. Uh, I don't want to miss it. Oh, I do want to, before we go, shout out to my old, one of my old producers, Ian Maripol, better known as Iggy. Iggy got the worst news in the world. His, he lost his sister price. who was a very nice mm-hmm. person. 36 years old, mother of two little kids. Just, just the saddest, cruelest story you will ever hear. Iggy is one of the great guys of all time. I know he listens, so I just want to say we're thinking about you, Iggy, uh, over these, uh, over Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, and uh, as he, as he said when he, uh, when he put a Facebook post about his sister, she, you know, loved every, appreciated every minute, relished every moment with her family, and we're going to try to do that for you and for Price and for her, for her kids. Man, what a Sad, sad story. All the best, Igster. Uh, but we will leave it there for today. We'll let the uh, the Minna fans try to find the sound of when I went on Newsmax this morning and just ripped into them. Has that anyone sent you that sound yet, Ironhead? Not that I, I haven't checked. Oh, don't let don't don't share with anybody. It's I don't want to. Uh, I'm not ready for for a war. We're we're moving. You know we're transitioning right into our uh, uh, Newsmax team onto the Newsmax team. So we want to this thing to go smoothly so let's just make it happen i was ready to do a show tomorrow uh, ironhead begged off said no he needs to spend time with the family and i said okay he's got little kids too and you should be spending the next few days with the family so we will be uh, i'm on newsmax like every day i'm on tonight i think tonight tomorrow saturday monday tuesday so if you want to see me greta you know, tonight Greta tonight. That's right. How do you know that? I don't even know that. I got the I schedule. I will be on Greta. Greta Van <laughs> Susteren's show tonight on Newsmax and some other show tomorrow. I don't even know. Oh, Spicer. I think I'm on with Sean Spicer. Spicy. Uh, tomorrow. But uh, you can check me out there. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the show and me and Ironhead on Twitter. And we will uh, keep you posted. But uh, have an awesome Christmas, everybody. Uh, to you, Ironhead, and your kids, have a great Christmas. You too. Uh, and uh, and we'll do it again uh, Tuesday, right? Does that sound good? Tuesday sounds delightful. Excellent. Enjoy your break. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and making this show possible. We really appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great Christmas. I'm Jerry Callahan, and this is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again Tuesday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.